Welcome to His Prodigal Daughters podcast, where we share our testimonies and help others navigate through God's Word to find their way back home. I'm Danielle, and this is my co-host, Becca. Hey, guys. Thank you all so much for joining us today for another episode. Let's get started. guys and welcome back to another episode of his prodigal daughters once again i'm danielle and i'm becca and we are so glad that y'all are joining us for this episode um we've been talking about this one for a little bit now and we know that the holidays are coming up and everybody's doing some traveling and you know a lot of people are flying or driving to see family and one thing that kind of came to mind was talking about god's protection Um, we definitely have a little bit of a testimony when it comes to God's protection and he's done some, not just little things, but some big physical protecting in our lives that we definitely didn't deserve at the time. So we kind of want to go over some things biblically. And then if you stay tuned, you can hear about our testimony and what God's done for us towards the end. Um, but as far as, um, protection, I know this one was something that we've talked about a lot. Yes. Um, this lot. There's a lot in the Bible about God's protection. Well, and it's all throughout. I mean, it it's mostly in the Old Testament, but just going into depth as far as what God does for us and how he protects us and in what ways does he protect us. Right. I know a lot of when we talk about mostly in the Old Testament, the Old Testament talks a lot about physical protection. Like yes. Especially like, you know, with Israel being the way it was in the Old Testament and constantly messing up, constantly not listening and disobeying God. But yet God still protected them. And when the New Testament, you know, God definitely still did physical protections, you know, over the disciples when they're going on their journeys and, you know, things like that. But one of the things that, you know, the New Testament talks about a lot is the, the spiritual protection. You know, yeah. once Christ died for us, now we have we have the Holy Spirit, you know, that can guard us and protect us. And I know that the big thing that we wanted to start with is the physical protection. There's so, so many examples <laughs> of physical protection. We were writing notes for this and we were like, dang, God, you had a lot of protecting to do. With these. We could go on and on and on. <laughs> right. But um, I know that one that you really love, and this is Becca's favorite book of the Bible, is the book of Esther. <laughs> yes. So first one, that's my favorite. And then my second one, of course, is Job. Yes, that's uh, true. You also like Job. And we'll be talking about both. <laughs> But as far as the book of Esther, I know that, you know, even though God's not necessarily mentioned specifically in the book of Esther, he still does a lot of protecting. Well, in 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 the sense of what he does is, you know, he takes this he takes this girl who -hmm. comes from a poor family, has no mother or father, puts her in with the king to because he's wanting a new wife Mm -hmm. and he selects her. And there's this whole big issue with Haman and the king and they're going back and forth as far as, you know, the Jews and how Haman hates the Jews. And she has an uncle whose name is Mordecai. Mm -hmm. And basically he hears all these things that Haman is doing. And in the book of Esther, Esther ends up becoming queen. Right. So he ends up going and he's telling his niece this because technically he's her guardian father. Right. In the in the book but goes and tells her this and then at the end of the story if you guys haven't read it please go read it it's a good book Uh, it's a very good book (laughs) but at the end of the story like you said god's not mentioned in it but the way god brings the jews and the israelites out 
of the possibility of being killed and being slaughtered. Yeah. He he rises them up with Esther and Mordecai. And he protects them. And he, and protects he keeps them. them safe. Yes. And that's that's something that, you know, I think is going to be a pattern here. When we mention when we mention all of these different stories, you're going to notice that each person that God is protecting, he has a plan for these people. And he's using these people and you, you don't know until the end of what God's going to do. And God is so creative. Yeah. He's, he sees the bigger picture. He sees the things that we don't see. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's so many different examples. Like I know the very first one that really, well, I mean, there's different, there's so many, but the first one that comes to, came to my mind was, you know, in Joseph in the book of Genesis and how his brothers, you know, he's the son of Jacob and his brothers end up selling him off to slavery and through this whole process he ends up becoming part of you know he works for pharaoh like yeah. he's up there and because of this and because he gets up there he's eventually he saves his family yeah from starvation and he saves the family of jacob and he, god will use these circumstances and he keeps these people safe you know, he was sold into slavery. He could have been beaten to death. He could have, you know, he could have died from dehydration. He could have died from starvation, mm -hmm. could have died from so many different things. Pharaoh could have killed him. All yep. of these people could have been killed or could have killed him, I should say. And yet God still protected him because God had a plan. Well, and two, at the very end of the book, you get this visual image of him sitting there around the feast table eating yeah. with his family, the people who cast him out, you know, not his dad, right, but, but his, his, brothers. his brothers, the one that ended up selling him off to slavery. It all comes back full circle. Exactly. And of course, you know, there's more to that story and it goes on, but in that specific tale, I should say that specific <laughs> segment, he keeps Joseph safe. And then I know another one is the book of Jonah. Yep. That's another good one that, you know, when Jonah was, God said, Hey, Jonah, I'm going to send you to Nineveh. I need you to speak to them and prophesy to them about their evil ways. And if if you if you're not familiar with what Nineveh is and and that you know that town of the Old Testament, it's terrible. It's a wicked town. It's a very wicked town. It is evil. These people kill for fun. Like it's not good. And Jonah's like, okay, goodbye. He said bye. <laughs> and you know, at that time, God could have been like, okay, never mind. You know, I'll send someone else. He could have. He could have died on the way he's while he's walking the complete opposite direction of Nineveh. Yeah. He could have died when he got on the boat with all those people. He mm -hmm. could have been thrown off and drowned. <laughs> he could have died in the belly of this big fish. He could have died on the way to Nineveh. Like he could have died so many times. But yet God said, no, I have a plan. You're going to go speak to those people in Nineveh. And even though he's all ornery and grumpy and he speaks a one minute sermon, those people's lives change and they turn their lives to God. Yeah. You know, and yet even still Jonah's still agitated and he still gets angry at God, you know, but yet he protected him regardless. God put that knew hand of protection over him. God knew how Jonah was going to be. He knew that he was not wanting to do this. He knew that, mm -hmm. but yet he still kept his hand of protection on him. So, I mean, that's that whole book really, you know, not only shows God's love for all of his people, but he kept his hand of protection around Jonah. And not to mention, Jonah was prophesying that he was going to, you know, Nineveh was going to go under crash done. God was going to just burn him up if they didn't <laughs> it's listen. going to be another Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> right, exactly. But they didn't. He kept his hand of protection on him by sending him Jonah. Like he protects these people that he has this plan for. 
And, you know, there's there's also what Daniel in the lion's den. Yep. Daniel in the lion's den. And then Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Yeah, that's like, another good one. You think of all of these characters, all of these people who, you know, worship Yeshua and worship God. And he just he provides this ultimate protection and physical protection mm -hmm. against. I mean, you think of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. The, the, the flames. They could have been burned real they quick. They could have been burned real quick. But what happened? There's a fourth man in the fire. There's a fourth man in the fire. And he, and he kept them safe he could, because he had a plan and a purpose for these people. And he had a plan to show not only who God is, but mm -hmm. to show that God cares for his people. And when you worship God, he's going to take care of you. Just like, I mean, in Samuel, there's David and Saul, David and Goliath. That's another <laughs> David. David was just another man of God, you know? Yep. And because he kept God first, God protected him because God had a plan. God needed David to stay alive and to stay and do what he needed to do on his time on earth so that, you know, eventually the lineage of, you know, Yeshua comes from King David. So like all these things, he had to keep them protected. And, you know, but I think the one that, I really want to talk about, and this one's another, you know, Job. Yes. Job is another favorite book. And the reason why I really want to talk about Job is because this one's a little bit different. You yeah. know, God literally removes his hand of protection over he, Job. He does. And he lets, you know, Satan slip in and try to deter Job. And, he, and to ultimately like crush his faith. Right. And that was the goal, right? But God knew. Mm -hmm. God knew Job's heart. But this is a perfect example of, you know, when we were like, God, why, why did this happen? Why did I get in this car wreck? Why did I, you know, get sick and have to lose limbs? Why didn't this person have to die? Why did this person do this? And we're talking more about tragedy here. Yeah. And where it feels like God's not protecting us, yeah. not our physical body, not our hearts, or, you know, our spirit, why is God letting all these things happen? Well, even something as simple as like the COVID outbreak. Right. Why? And when we were talking about Job, you know, his family dies, his, all of his cattle, all of his kids, you know, all of his kids, right. All of them are died. They've died or they've gone. Something's burned up and he's left with his wife, even telling him just curse God. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you still having faith? His own wife telling him this, he's covered in boils, he's in so much pain, yet he still has faith in God, right? And normally we say, you know, be like Job, have faith in God. But there's people who struggle out there saying, God's not protecting me. Well, and then you may even have friends that are like Job's friends. Right, too. That, that sit here and they're like, well, Job, you must have done something. Yeah, it's you, your fault. It's, it's your fault. What did you do? How did you sin? And you know, that, that pressure of, and then you go into the thought process of, of, okay, well, what did I do? But you know, Job stays strong in, in this portion. He's like, I didn't do anything. You know, you know I know I'm, I'm, I am, I, I do am my innocent. best to be as I, I follow God's law. Yes. And you know, a lot of people are like, you know, they think about that. Well, God's not protecting me. I've done everything right. God, why are you letting this happen to me? Why have you taken your hand of protection off of me? You know, why did, why did all of this happen? And this is kind of a different perspective looking at protection um, because it's not just it's not just the physical protection. Now we're kind of starting to get a little bit into the spiritual protection, mm -hmm. you know, though it, we're we're thinking in this, the sense of why do these things happen to me? 
God knows best. Yes. I like to use the analogy, which I heard from my pastor at my old church a long time ago. He had talked about the tapestry. And if anyone has seen a, a woven tapestry and you see somebody weaving a tapestry, if you're looking from behind, it looks like knots. It, it, there's strings hanging everywhere. It looks like a jumbled mess. But when you look on the side where the artist is working and actually weaving the tapestry, it is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it kind of doesn't make any sense. Like, how can the backside look so awful yeah. and the front side look so good? Yeah. But that's how God is. God is the weaver. God knows how the tapestry is going to be weaved. He knows what he wants it to look like. He knows, he knows exactly what he's going to do. But all we can see is the back end. Yeah. We see the knots. We see the strings. And we're like, God... Why are you not protecting me? I don't understand. Like, why does my life seem like crap? Why is all of this stuff happening to me? And God is a God of protection. Yes. God only lets things happen because he knows what's going to happen or what's best. He knows what's the story. Come out of it to exactly. be a testimony. Or sometimes, you know, God takes the loved ones out of our lives for for a reason, mm -hmm. you know, maybe something worse was coming for them. We didn't know, but God knew. Exactly. Or like you got into a car accident and, you know, your car got totaled, but nothing happened to you, right? God, why did you total my car? Why did you let that person hit me? It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. You could have died or yeah. you could have been seriously injured or paralyzed. We have to think of life in the fact of if we end up giving our entire life to God, if we give it all to him and say, God, I'm just going to follow what you say, what you do, what you've asked of me, and the rest will fall into place, life becomes a little bit more easier to manage. And a lot of people think, oh, well, you're just bowing down to a God to worship him. And we've, we've heard that, yes. you know, from people. Um, and it's like... Why are you, why are you taking the time to follow all of these rules? Like we don't have to do all this. I want to be as close to God as possible because I know when I make my own decisions, I go spiraling down. <laughs> like I am not a decision maker yeah. and I have tried doing that. I tried being independent and making my own decisions, living freedom. And I ended up all the way in left field in a whole different state. Like I was nowhere <laughs> playing the game anymore. Well, and it, it too opens up your um, perspective, right. you know, doing things on your own, they're a lot harder. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder, but giving it to God and saying, God, I'm handing this over to you. I'm handing my physical life. Mm -hmm. I'm handing all of me to you. It is your will. Mm -hmm. It is not my will. He's got it. Oh yeah. The thing is, is he knew what was going to happen to you before you were even born. Right. He had your whole entire life planned out before you were even thought of. Exactly. And he's going to know exactly what's best for you. And he's going to protect you in the way he knows is best. Yes. Not the way we know it. No. <laughs> and I, all of these characters and all of these stories, they're, they're there to remind us of God's absolutely powerful being of what he is, you know, and, and talking about the Israelites, I mean, just in general, we don't even have to talk about characters here. We're talking about, you know, from Exodus, when the Israelites came out of Egypt, that 40 years in the wilderness, it was not supposed to be that long. <laughs> if you didn't know, it was not supposed to take that long. It ended up being 40 years and it just constantly, we constantly kept messing up. They were messing up. They were worshiping other idols. They kept picking up other 
um, like different tribes, their, uh, their habits, you know, well, and to hardening their hearts. Yep. They were hardening their hearts. They were worshiping other gods and they just, God's like, dude, what, what are you I'm doing? Just, I'm, I'm asking you simple things. <laughs> like just worship me here. Like I'm the one that brought you out. You know, I parted the sea and we're sitting here. If you really read the Bible and you're like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with them? Like if you, if I saw the Red Sea or the Atlantic Sea or the ocean part, <laughs> I don't think that I would think twice about who I'm worshiping. No. But it's true. Like in our daily lives, miracles happen. These things actually happened. Mm -hmm. And yet we still don't believe. We still don't have faith and we're constantly, but to be honest, we're not deserving of his protection. No. None of us are. No, we are not deserving. The Israelites were not deserving of it yet, but yet God had a plan for them. Mm -hmm. They're God's chosen people, just like all of these characters in the Bible. They were God's chosen people and he's had a plan for them. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for Israel. He has a plan for his people. Yeah. And we just have to understand that when we look to God, God's going to make a way, regardless of whatever comes our way. You know, different things are going to happen. Life happens. God knows what's going to happen and he knows what's best for you. It may not look like it. We're mm -hmm. on the back end of the tapestry, though. Yes. It may look like a jumbled mess, but God's going to know what's best for you. Well, and to make sure that, you know, you don't be, I know we've said this before in, in previous podcasts, but don't be like Lot's, Lot's wife. Right. So you come out of it and, you know, you're saying, God, Take me as I am, you know, make me into what you've called me to be. Don't turn back. Don't turn back. I know it's hard, mm -hmm. you know, especially when you have friends or family who are not living the proper lifestyle. It's hard not to turn around and say, God, I miss that. But just think you have an am amazing God who has this future pre-planned, predestined mm -hmm. for you, as well as protection over you to to do what he's called you to do and he does give you free will he had you have the choice but it's it comes down to god's going god knows your choice yes. you have the free will you have the choice to follow him which in my opinion is a pretty easy choice knowing that he is a good and gracious god and that he knows what's best for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, here, take it. I don't want to do it anymore <laughs> because life is so much harder when you're trying to do it on your own. And God's like, I'm right here. Let me help you. Fall, fall, fall into my arms. I got, yeah. I, I got you, daughter. I have you, son. Exactly. And, you know, it, we've had this experience and, you know, we have a wonderful testimony, which is why we even started this podcast. We, you know, we, if you listen to our introduction podcast, I mean, truly we had the presence of God come down to us yes. and say, this is not what I've called you to be. We were, we were homosexuals. We were living in sin. We were being the Israelites, worshiping other gods. Yeah. We were not doing <laughs> what we were supposed to do. But during that whole time, God protected us. Yes. And I, I I'll go ahead and tell you what our big testimony was. So by this time in our life, we're probably... Where what we're pretty deep. Well, it's la it was last year, last yeah. September. That's right. It was last September, twenty twenty two. Yes. And so we had gone on a hiking trip to the mountains, um, and we were driving back. So we by the, that time we were we were close to home, but not quite home yet. We were on a highway, interstate, and uh, we were driving. And I had a Jeep Wrangler, and I had my two dogs in the back. Thank goodness with seatbelts on. 
and we had our seatbelts on, but we were driving in our Jeep Wrangler and we were going down in the slow lane and we were probably going around what, like 60, 60, 65 cruise control. Yeah. Well, right behind us, we had a 18 wheeler. It was a completely loaded logging truck. Yes. And it was driving up behind us. And this truck driver was not paying attention to what he was doing. Um, and he completely ran into the hind end of our vehicle as we were going. And we were driving. We ended up going into the median. The median yeah. Going into oncoming traffic. Parking underneath a bridge. The car completely stopped up underneath the bridge. And I would like to say that during this time... We were fully indulged in witchcraft by this point. Yes. We were talking about spirit guides and mm -hmm. that you can definitely listen to more of our testimony, but we were into some bad stuff and we got into the accident and the car came to a stop underneath and the entire time we were like, wow, our spirit guide protected us. Mm -hmm. We went into oncoming traffic. The car was not completely damaged. We went into the medium where there was no railing. How convenient. Just happened to get hit by an 18-wheeler. There's no railing in the median. Well, to be also in the slow lane, go across from the slow lane, through the fast lane, through the, through medium, the grass median, through the two, two, two other, other lanes. lanes of the incoming traffic, <laughs> and just nicely park up underneath a bridge. And we were giving so much credit. Yes. to these spirit guides and these other things that we were worshiping and talking to the entire time. And we were like, oh my gosh, because at the time you were, we were talking about dragon. Or which we, was, which was my spirit, quote, guide. spirit guide. And we we're like, wow, dragon protected us. Like, oh my gosh. Because I heard a noise. Like, it, it sounded like a growl or a roar. Yeah. It, it sounded like something it was, during. Right. Like, right before it happened. Yeah, it was weird. And our tr I couldn't even list the things that could have happened. My <laughs> complete tail end was caved in. Thank God that the we had... Dogs a, okay. The dogs were okay. We had a spare tire on the back of the Jeep that pretty much took most of the impact. It could have crushed my dogs. Mm -hmm. It could have crushed us. We could have flipped. I was in a lifted Jeep Wrangler hitting a median going 70, almost 70 miles per hour. Yes. Going into oncoming traffic, going up underneath a bridge and not hitting anything else. Yeah. That is nothing but the protection of God. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no spirit guides, no. no demons, no nothing did that. While we were completely living in sin, y'all, I mean, we were at the lowest of the low. Oh, yeah. We were completely not giving any credit to God, not worshiping him, not going to church, not reading our Bible, nothing. And yet God still protected us. And I know now that's because he had a plan for us. He not only redeemed us from witchcraft, he redeemed us from homosexuality. And, you know, we've gone into that in a bunch of our previous podcasts, but it, the point of it is, is that he put his hand of protection on us. We know now that was God. Oh, yeah. There was no other person, no other being that could have protected us from the thing that happened to us, the way that he, it happened. It well, was almost supernatural. Sorry. Well, no, no, you're good. And the thing is, is we we walked out of it. Oh, yeah. We, no. we literally got out of the car. The dog's perfectly fine, other than being shooken up. Got them out of the car. 
everybody was fine there you know we walked away from the jeep because we were concerned of you know a possible gas explosion yeah we didn't know what was going to happen jeep no. other than the back being indented perfectly fine like we, we later were, found out was actually completely totaled. totaled so we ended up driving that jeep for months afterwards okay that's a whole story but i mean the truck the truck driver had no insurance it was it could have been so much worse yeah but and during the whole time our car was totaled and yet he still protected us the whole entire time i mean we, we drove that car in. until march yes or no excuse me february yes when february. we ended up buying a new car and I mean, I don't know what kind of protection you call that. I was driving that Jeep every single day and they ended up, the people at the um, the car place even asked us, like, how were you driving this? They were like, this car is unsafe to be driven It right is now. completely totaled. And it took us a long time to finally get somebody out there to look at it and, you know, or whatever. It was just a mess. But God's hand of protection was over us yes. during all of that. And, you know we can't realize what God's plan is. And though we don't deserve his love and affection, we don't deserve his grace and his mercy. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness that by the sacrifice of Yeshua, we can have the Holy spirit with us. Yes. He still protects us and he still loves us. He's not just an old Testament. God, no. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if that is the case, the type of protection that he put over the Israelites and all of these other characters, Jonah, Daniel, you know, Job, jo like, uh, excuse me, Joseph, all of these characters and Esther, we, that he is that same God. Mm -hmm. He still protects us in that same way. He's never changing. And though, you know, there's verses in Isaiah, like in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you will succeed and will re refute any accusation raised against you in court. This is the heritage of the Lord's servants and their um, vindication from me. Like no weapon against you shall prosper. No, not when you have the God of Israel on yes. your side. Yes. And there's another verse, I believe in Isaiah that you have. Yeah. Isaiah 41, 10, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. And he had that righteous right, right hand. hand over us. Absolutely. I mean, in, you know, in Psalms, it says um, in Psalms 32, seven, you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with joyful shouts of deliverance. Like you, you are our safe place. He is the safe place to turn to. He is the protection, not just from these big incidences like, you know, 18 wheelers hitting you in the back of the Jeep, <laughs> but also when you're scared, mm -hmm. when you are frightened and you're fearful of the unknown of what's going to happen. I know that that's something I struggle with a lot. The fear of the unknown. Yes. He is my protection. He is my safe place. He is who I run to. Well, and a good verse to go back to is Psalms 23, 4. Mm. It says, even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no evil for you are with me. Mm -hmm. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalms 23 is a great verse anyway, <laughs> or excuse me, a great chapter. Yes. It's 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 so true though when we're going through our darkest valley even through the valley of the shadow of death in other translations it says that we will we have nothing to fear because god is with us when you live your life for god there is really nothing to be scared of mm -hmm. the fear of the unknown because your your whole entire entirety is in his hands 
You know yeah. where your future is. You know where all of this is. If you put your faith in him, you know that your future is good. And he's not just an Old Testament God. Well, the like thing we is, said, he leaves the 99 for the one. Exactly. So he's not going to let you astray. He's no. got you in his hands. And like in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verses 8 through 11, we have all kinds of troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, yet not in despair, persecuted, yet not abandoned, knocked down, not yet, yet not destroyed. We always carry in our bodies the dying of Yeshua so that the life of Yeshua may be manifested in our bodies too. For we who are alive are always being handed over to death for Yeshua's sake so that Yeshua's life also might be manifested in our mortal bodies. Mm. So essentially, no, you know, we go through all kinds of things in life, but we're never abandoned. We're never in despair. We're never destroyed. You know, our, our, we are the temples of God mm-hmm. and he's not going to let these temples be destroyed if we live for him. No. He's going to use us as he wants us. Yes. And just to throw more verses at you, because why not? Second <laughs> um, <laughs> Thessalonians uh, chapter three, verses three through five says, um, but the Lord is worthy of trust. He will make you firm and guard you from the evil one. Yes, united with the Lord, we are confident about you, that you are doing the things we are telling you to do, and that you will keep on doing them. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and the perseverance which the Messiah gives. Mm. And this is, you know, Paul writing to the Thessalonians, and it's true. When, you know, he will make you firm and guard you from the evil one. The Lord is worthy to be trusted. Absolutely. He's perfect. Well, and the thing is, is it's more than just your physical Right. It's your spiritual. It's your mental. It's everything about you. God is going to put his hand of protection over your whole entire being to prevent the evil one from getting to you. Exactly. And I think that, you know, as long as we keep that in mind, knowing that God's protection is ultimately the only true protection that we can have. We can go through life worrying and stressing about, you know, the what ifs. And we're, as like I said, as we're traveling through these holiday seasons, you know, Christmas is coming up. And I know a lot of people are traveling for that. You know, God's protection is real. Yes. I mean, we have seen it firsthand. <laughs> and, you know, when the what ifs start to come about, you know, trying to look on the positive side of things may be hard, you know, because we live in a very pessimistic world especially now in days we live in times of despair and just evil negativity and i can tell you firsthand too this this particular christmas season you know a lot of people are very grumpy (laughs) it's a very nice word for it they're very grumpy and you know things happen people are not thinking about others or being considerate and you know, it can be really stressful and can bring people down, especially, you know, during a season like this where people may not have loved ones that are here this year or, you know, struggling with anything, whether it be traveling protection or mental protection. God's got you. Yes. You know, God's going. He is the ultimate safe place. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Exactly. And I think that, you know, once we've read all of these characters, if you can put yourself as a character, you are a character. Yeah. Just because you're not living in the Old Testament doesn't mean that the Old Testament God is not protecting you the way he protected them. Amen. (laughs) Well, we thank you so much, guys, for joining us. And I think it's time to say our prayer. You want to do the honors tonight? Absolutely. All right, guys, if you could just bow your heads really quick with me. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight, Lord, as humbly as we know how. We ask during this time of this season of Christmas, God, we ask of your hand of protection over us, Lord. Whatever's going on within any of our followers as well as us, God, we ask for your hand of protection. We ask for that dome of protection over families, Lord God. Anybody that's going through any type of sickness, despair, depression, driving, whatever it may be, Lord, we ask that you put your hand of protection over them right now in the name of Yeshua, that you let your Holy Spirit rain down on them and let them feel your peace, God. Let them feel your comfort, Lord. Let them feel your love and knowing that you have them no matter where they go, Lord. You are Alpha and Omega, you are beginning and end, God. You know our beginning and our ending before we were even born, Lord. And we just give that all to you. We ask for that protection, Lord, during this season again. And we pray for anybody who's going through anything again, Lord. Just comfort them in this time, Lord. Just give them peace. And we ask all of this in the mighty name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. What a good prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Well, tonight we thank you for joining us. We thank you for being with us and talking about this time of protection and just throwing that out there again. Keep us in mind when you're looking at Instagram and Facebook, follow us, like, and share our podcast so that others can know about the protection of God and that we are also there for them. We also have an email. It's HBD podcast dot contact at gmail.com you can email us if you have any prayer requests or instant messages on instagram or facebook any kind of prayer requests your testimonies you'd like to share about god's protection what he's done for you we'd love to hear those things we totally believe in sharing testimony and that that is the best way one of the best ways that god has given us to be able to share his word so and even if you think it's the smallest little thing yeah send it to us we it makes our day and we love it and we won't put it on here unless you say you want to Um, And we can definitely do that. But otherwise, we will see you next Tuesday night at 8. And we hope you'll have a good night. All right. Shalom. Shalom.